Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. I'm here with my co-host, Pastor Michael Teddy from India, and we'll get to uh, hear from Michael in a second, see what's happening with his church. I know he had a little fellowship this morning with the brothers. Maybe he'll share a little bit what happened there this morning. But it's always good to be with you guys. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. We're here in... uh, Wow, Pastor Michael, it's going to be 101 this weekend in Arizona. So I don't know how hot it gets in India, but anyway, I'm sure it gets pretty hot. But maybe not. I'm, I'm Here I am talking like I uh, like I know the weather in India, right? Like I was there. Uh, Pastor Michael, what's happening? Uh, talk to us uh, again, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Any questions for me and uh, uh, Pastor Michael? Michael, give you his email. And what's going down? How's that? How's the baby doing, man? How's the wife? Yeah, baby's good. Wife's good. It's good to be again uh, with you. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's humid and hot here right now. We, uh, you know, we we have a very cloudy weather, so it turns it tends to get even more hot. And um, so we're having very little rain. Um, so it's it's just been hot, humid, and. Uh, nasty <laughs> uh, pastor michael yeah. do you guys all have i mean I, i'm only asking this is there like do you guys have a lot central air condition or different air can is it just window and, and or yeah right so we you know we are we air conditioned homes are i mean people do have air conditions in their home uh, but it's not it's not normative you know so oh, it's wow. just you, you just you just have fans and windows it's uh, and we are kind of used to the climate so we're not you know, only if it gets really hot do we turn the AC on. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, we just. So you have you have AC, but you don't you you don't trip if it's like you you only put it on when it's really warm, right? Really warm, yeah, really warm. And uh, so we don't have uh, you know seasons like uh, you guys have in the in the US. We just have summer and monsoon. We don't have any other season. Um, so so would that uh, would you say summer and what? Summer and monsoon. So we have oh, wow. rain, rain and the sun. That's all we have. <laughs> and yeah. so, so we have, you know, uh, we don't have a huge amount of temperature fluctuation. So, you know, yeah. And, 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 and I, I really can't, I really can't understand Fahrenheit. Uh, we do <laughs> Celsius here. So I, I really have to Google and convert everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I was thinking, so I'm going to, I'm going to pick Pastor Michael's brain a little bit on this segment so I can relax and hear Pastor Michael. He, <laughs> we don't kind of plan this. We're going to talk about kind of, uh, th- you know, I was going to look at Hebrews 6 and I'm, I might eventually get there. But so I was talking to Pastor Michael this morning just on before we got on the show. And, and maybe some of you guys deal with this and women deal with this. So, Pastor Michael, let me ask you a question. You know, I was telling you, sometimes you don't feel saved, right? I mean, I mean, there's mm-hmm. some, there's so much sin in our life, really. I mean, I know that by God's grace, you're regenerate, but 
So is it a theological? Am I? Is it a theological premise? Now I want to be careful here when I say this: that God actually allows you to feel the way. I mean, not. Let me say this right. I'm gonna. I don't want to get myself in trouble here. But sometimes does God actually let you feel the weight of your sin? Not that you can pay for it, obviously, but just to know how really uh, decrepit you are. Like, in other words, feeling the weight of your own sin and saying, man, and maybe being able to say what a good God we have, because really inside the thoughts that sometimes go through our head, maybe a, does that make sense? I, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you, you just know that you're a, and only by the spirit that you know that, man, uh, we do many things against the Lord. So he's a gracious God. So I'll just, <laughs> let me, let me give it over to you before I get myself in trouble. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is a question, you know, it's, it's one of those questions, which I think uh, is an important question that we need to ask. Um, and uh, it, it can also be a dangerous question if it's not, you uh, asked well and answered well um, so you know yeah, you've got yeah. you've got you, you know you've got people who um, who who believe they're saved like we see in Matthew 7:21 who believe that you know this is faith but it isn't faith and it isn't saving faith and uh, you know uh, we we know from John 15 that we will know them by their fruit mm. and uh, so there are people who are assured that they are indeed going to heaven who won't make it. At the same time, there are people who are saved, who are maybe, you know, worried about their own salvation. How are you? How, how can I be sure? And so, you know, you, you have people on both sides. And so either way, the, the question can be, is, is good for both sides to uh, think and ponder on, but it can be a damaging question if we don't come at it from the right perspective. Mm. I think it's, yeah, so Paul in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 5, um, and I'm just picking it up here. He's, he says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Mm. Test yourselves. So clearly, Paul wanted this to be a question that every Christian asks. There, there, there is at some level the necessity to examine our own lives and to put ourselves to the test to see if we are actually in the faith, you know, and, and I think understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ is very essential when it comes to answering that question, mm. because we're not saved by our works. We're not saved by our merit. We're not saved by our, uh, and I want to be careful when I say this, we're not saved by the, uh, we're not saved directly by the measure of our faithfulness. Mm. Our faithfulness is not what mm. saves us. Our salvation is what produces our faithfulness. Amen. Right. And we can't go the other way around. So I'm not saying faithfulness is not important. It is clearly an evidence, a sign of true conversion. But at the same time, you can't muster up that faith by your own strength because that ain't salvation. Because and so may, may I? So. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rachel gets mad if I, I interrupt. But when I get something, I, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a lot older than you, because I, I don't want to lose it. But even if I'm if I'm reading correctly in Romans, faith is a gift. Right. 
faith is and uh, the faith is um, so when you know so we at, at our church we are currently learning uh, uh, we're going through a series on the gifts of the holy spirit and it's very interesting paul uses the word charisma um, which can be translated as grace gifts and gifts of grace that the holy spirit gives and uh, he he kind of you know takes everything under that category he he goes from the ecstatic gifts of uh, tongues and prophecy and things like that all the way to the other side of gifts of help and faith mm-hmm. and things like that and he brings it all under this category of grace gifts and and the idea is simple these are gifts of grace given to us by god and faith is a gift uh, saving faith as we would call it uh, the faith that is given to us at the time of our regeneration by which we are saved by grace alone faith alone and we believe that as reformers and um, so so the understanding is faith this is the work of the holy spirit this is the work of god uh, salvation is a work of the holy spirit in transforming the life of a wicked wretched god hating man and converting them transforming them into a god loving god pursuing uh, holy saint and that conversion is done by the spirit it is done by the cross of christ it is done on the merit of christ uh, and it is carried on by the power of the holy spirit so god does that work in our midst in our own lives so if we ever come at the question uh, am i saved and we try to answer that by looking at our efforts to work towards meeting a standard uh, it can be a dangerous response that question has to always be answered by a clear understanding of the gospel so the the first the first response to that question should be the merit of christ not the merit of man amen it must be the glory of christ it must be the purpose of christ it must be the cross and that's where we go and uh, we trust god and we look at his word we read the psalms we see his purposes and we are assured then by his faithfulness his love for us and uh, you know uh, john piper has uh, his famous uh, motto god is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him mm. and so to answer the question of are we saved i think we need to look at our satisfaction meter we have to see how satisfied are we in christ how dependent are we on christ how willing are we to cast our sins at the feet of the cross how uh, how uh, eager are we to repent to confess to 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 run to jesus and those are the things that we look for in answering the question on the flip side if we try to answer that question by saying um you know i speak in tongues and i uh, i do mighty miracles uh, like the people in matthew 721 did right uh, lord lord did we not prophesy in your name cast out demons in your name do many mighty miracles in your name what they ought to have done is uh, prayed like david prayed uh, where they had, they ought to have come to the lord and said lord lord we are nothing apart from your grace we have no hope our works cannot bring us to heaven you alone and that would have been the right statement yeah a couple of things uh, as you as you're bringing those to mind I'm, with some scriptures coming to mind you know a couple of script a couple of uh, one is parabolic and we got to be careful with parables 
But I remember one thing Jesus said, don't be so, you know, that you're able to cast out demons and stuff like that. Be grateful and thankful your names are written in heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think about right. uh, Pastor Michael. And then I think about the guy with the wedding garment. He gets into the he gets into the the banquet. But the, the Bible says that really because maybe he was and again, parables are tough and there's only really one meaning. Sometimes it's not 42 meanings in parables, right. but maybe the maybe the sting in the tail in that parable is you're really trusting in your own righteousness. The garment that you have is not the garment of salvation, if, if I may, but it's right. a garment of your own doing. And then and, and that's right. not going to be you're not in. If you think you're in the wedding feast, so to speak, if you're in if you're at the table because of something you've done, I think we've we've eschewed salvation, if if I may. Right. And uh, absolutely. And uh, so so the, the, the point is, if if we try by our human effort to meet the standard of being a Christian, what we will then do is. Uh, give merit to the measure of our actions, uh, such as, you know, I'm a good preacher. I I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I've memorized more verses than I have. And all of those kind of things, you know, I'm very good at counseling. I, I understand the doctrines of scripture. Those begin to be things we rest on as some kind of an assurance of our salvation. And they're not. The devil knows the Bible well. Uh, and when I say, well, I, I don't mean that he believes anything that's written, but he for sure can quote scripture better than all of us. Well, and, you know, yeah. no, no, I'm sorry. I'm a, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about scriptures like the Pharisee. Right. Hey, look what I did. Right. I fa- you know, and the other guy saying, man, I'm a wretched sinner. You can talk about right. your fasting and your tithing and please. Go ahead yeah, a- absolutely. So the so the, the so the right response to the question of am I saved? is to look at the sacrifice of Christ, look at the works of Christ, look at the cross of Christ and have the heart of the repentant tax collector who's on the outer course beating his chest and repenting. That's that's what we should look like. The biggest sign or evidence of our salvation is our repentance and our continued repentance, mm-hmm. our willingness to fall at the feet of Christ, our, our willingness to look at the cross of Christ and say, Lord Jesus, remember me when you go into your kingdom, when you go into your paradise. Oh, yeah. One of the uh, one of the uh, uh, and again, we, we we had planned to do something else, but this is this is the this is street talk theology. It's bad. We're, for me, street talk theology is like sitting with, you know, me and Pastor Michael meet each other on a street corner and we just, you know, go behind. I'm talking about like if it was in New York City, <laughs> lean on a mailbox and just talk about the things of God. But, you know, I think Amen. about now Romans 7 is an interesting play and there's been a lot of theological debate. Is that pre-conversion? Is that after Paul's conversion? I don't know if you've heard all the arguments, but if if. If Paul is speaking as a converted believer in Romans 7, which I believe he is, and and again, there's some misconception there, is he talking about before conversion? But it seems like if Paul is speaking as a converted believer, he's saying things like, I know the things I'm supposed to do, I don't do them. I know what's right in my heart, but I don't do them. 
And so I would like to, and again, we didn't plan any of this stuff. So it's just the way we operate. We had something planned and we're probably not going to get there. But, but so Pastor Michael, how do you read Romans seven with Paul saying, Hey, I know I'm supposed to be kind to the, you know, my next door neighbor, but I just, she's aggravating and I'm just ad-libbing here, but you know, I know I'm supposed to be kind to, you know, Joe in the fourth pew in the, in the fourth row in church, but man, that dude is just, oh, so right. how am I look? Am I looking at Romans seven? How do you look at Romans seven? Is, is that Paul in a converted state and just saying, Hey man, I don't get this stuff right all the time. Absolutely. I think it is, it is Paul in his converted state. Uh, there's no reason for us to believe. Otherwise the language is, I think uh, very plain and clear. You know, I, I keep talking about this in the book of Romans. When people approach the book of Romans, there are passages in Romans that are very difficult to understand because of the way Paul goes about talking about certain things, you know, and it's difficult for us to put the pieces together and understand what he's trying to say. But once we understand it, it's easy to believe what he's saying. On the flip side, there are many passages in Romans that are very clear for us to understand, but it's too hard for us to believe. And so we tend to go and, and try to find workarounds around the passages that seem pretty clear, pretty direct about what it's trying to say. So what I love about Romans 7 is when Paul's talking about the flesh and the war of the flesh and the spirit, he goes on and here, here's, I mean, it goes back to the question you're asking, you know, you asked at the beginning. We sometimes feel like we're not saved. When we look at our lives, we look at the mess in our lives, we look at the sins in our lives, we look at so much of areas where we have to grow, we feel discouraged. We feel, am I, am I really saved? And that's kind of what Paul's echoing here. He says in verse 21, I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind, right? And making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. So he's, he's saying, I love Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I, and I'm trying to do this, but I'm a sinner. I'm a sinful man. And I end up doing things that I don't want to do because of the temptation of sin. And I fall and I fall in areas I don't want to fall. And look what happens in verse 24 wretched man that I am. So his, his response to the situation, if you add the question there, is Paul asking, am I saved? Paul's response to the question is, I am a sinner. I am a wretched man. You, there is repentance right there. Yeah. And I, I and again, we're, it, we're at 20 minutes here, but we're, we're okay for a few more. We might have to just do one more just to finish this up. But anyway, um, here's something. O wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death, right? And right. then there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, so, right? I mean, I know that's where we go. I, mean, I know I think that starts the next chapter or, or whatever. Right. I know Paul lands that way. So, and, and, and Paul is not an easy believism dude either. I mean, right. so, Absolutely. you yeah. know, he's not like, you know, that, you know, sin that grace may abound. But he's right. gone through with this struggle. So I so here's what I tell. I've spoken to Rachel about this on many of occasions. She'd say to me, man, 
Dominic, she says, you know, husband or whatever, she long she don't call me late to dinner, it doesn't matter. She'd say, you know, I don't know. And I said, listen, Rach, and I think this even from, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would say like, before you were a Christian, who cares about sin? Who would he, I mean, you know, you're telling I, me, oh, you know, you're basically telling me, hey, Rachel, you're basically telling me, oh, wretched woman that I am who can deliver me from this body of death. Well, before I, we were Christians, who the heck would even talk like this? And then, and we got about three or four minutes on the segment. So maybe, I'll, does that make sense, right? I mean, because, yeah, Pastor Michael, think about it. Before you was a Christian, who thought about, oh, you know, I'm a sinner. I mean, no. Anyway, I'll, I'll give it right. to you. Right. And, and, you know, that is one thing that Jesus promises when he says the helper, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will convict you regarding sin, righteousness and judgment. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. And when Paul here responds to the question, looks at his sinfulness, looks at his unbelieving aspects of his life. The first thing he does is call call out his sin, call out in repentance. I'm a wretched man who will deliver me from this body of death. And there you have the question, am I saved? Who's going to deliver me? And his response is not to balance his wretched state with all the right things he is doing all the good things he's doing, all the spiritual things he's doing. His response is not his merit. His response in verse 25 is, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the response. The response is not his merit. It is the merit of Christ. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Talking about that conflict of sin still being uh, a part of the fallen world that we live in and we are tempted to sin. But the next verse, which is chapter eight, verse one, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So our assurance in faith does not come from our confidence in our actions. It comes from our confidence in Christ's actions. It comes from our, our, our willingness to trust in him, our willingness to repent and cast our sins at his feet, our willingness to run mm -hmm. to him and run to the cross of Christ. Uh, as the Bible tells us that uh, godly sorrow leads to repentance and worldly sorrow leads to death. So the question that brings the sorrow, the question is, what does it lead you to? It should lead you to repentance. So the question, am I saved, is a righteous question to ask. But the way you answer it, it can be either very damaging or it can be a great blessing. And it becomes a great blessing when Christ is the answer to that question. And the fruit that then flows out of your life, uh, by which people know that you are a true disciple of Christ, happens as a result of repentance and commitment and conviction of Christ. Amen. So we got to, I want to, we'll have to stop to say, you want to go another uh, 20 25 minutes on this and then uh and then sure. we'll uh just in case if, if baby ethan don't wake up we can, we can. If baby ethan wakes up we'll just bring him on air anyway but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> we're, we're kind of uh running out of time here but i do you know what i wanted to do i wanted to run by you a commentary that i read concerning that um, who can deliver me from his body of death and and i don't know um there's been some debate on if that's what Paul meant, but being a Roman citizen on the other side, I think we'll I'll run that by you and see if you ever heard what 
what Paul may be meaning by that. But in so we'll continue this on the other side. You know, we'll wrap up then. But anyway, it's always good to good to talk to you. I know last week we we did a whole segment that, that we thought was pretty good, but I didn't record it. So I don't know what the heck. Hopefully I get this right. Uh, Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Pastor Michael Teddy, where we bring theology to the streets. We're just, I don't know, having a little cold brew and just talking and we'll continue this uh, next week. Uh, God bless and, and may God bless and keep. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.